Please be seated. I'm going to say this first. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. Good morning. What a morning we've had so far. Gathering outside the church, processing in with our own palm branches. We see a beautiful picture of the humility of Jesus as he rides in on a donkey while people spread their cloaks on the ground, making a path for him as they shout, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. The people shout these praises because of all they have witnessed at Christ's hands. The miracles, the teachings, the love and power of God embodied in their midst. These are not empty words. They are full of joy and hope that this heavenly peace and glory is here on earth in the person of Jesus Christ. It's a glorious event for sure, but y'all... We can't go from the Palm Sunday procession parade today to the Easter Sunday parade next Sunday without journeying to the cross. After a Palm Sunday parade, we turn the page of our service bulletin and move to the Passion reading according to Luke. And in a moment, everything changed. We went from shouting, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest, to yelling, maybe in just your hearts, but yelling, crucify him, crucify him. Today is all about change. We change seasons, moving from Lent to Holy Week. We changed colors from purple to red. We change our palm fronds into palm crosses. Day in and day out, life brings us change. Change is seldom easy. Psychologists tell us that even changes for the better entail as much stress as do changes for the worse. Sometimes we experience a change that we are ready for, a baby being born, a wedding day, getting a new job, preparing for a new season in life. And then there are changes that blindside us. We heard about something called coronavirus that all gave us a sucker punch. It spread across our world. All of us were changed a little or a lot by this in one way or another. Or someone we love dies suddenly. Perhaps it causes us to rethink everything about what this life is really all about. Or perhaps it draws us closer to God. Or perhaps we fall somewhere in the middle. Or maybe someone we love died and we felt prepared for it. The moment they took their last breath, something inside of us changed. The realization of our immortality becomes very real. Or perhaps we or someone we love gets an unexpected diagnosis. 
or someone we love is in some sort of tragic accident, in a moment, lives are changed forever. Or maybe things change in our life when we experience a relationship change, a divorce or a breakup. Maybe we've been betrayed or denied. Maybe we've betrayed or denied someone. Change is hard, unsettling, and sometimes it's necessary. Change is a fact of life. No matter how we look at it, change disorients us. It puts behind us something we have known and lived and introduces something new. We have to adjust our lives, our thoughts, and our emotions. And woven throughout the Passion reading this morning, we see lots of change change of scenery, change from night to day, from darkness to light to darkness again. We see relationships that change, and we witness lives changed. We go from the upper room where Jesus shares the Passover feast with his disciples to the darkness of the Mount of Olives. We go from dusk to dawn where Judas approaches Jesus to betray him with a kiss. We move from a time of prayer in the early morning hours to a time of upheaval where one of the disciples cuts the ear off of the slave of the high priest. And before noon, we move from trial to trial, back and forth, Jesus goes from Pilate to Herod and back to Pilate again. We see the change in Peter. He first tells Jesus, Lord, I'm ready to go with you to prison and to death. And Jesus says, I tell you what, Peter, the cock will not crow this day until you have denied me three times that you even know me. And before the end of the day, Peter did in fact deny Jesus three times. And when the Lord looked at Peter in his face, Peter cried. He went out and he wept bitterly. Everything changed. We hear of a change in relationship between Herod and Pilate. Before their encounter with Jesus, they were enemies. After Herod mistreats Jesus, mocking him and dressing him in elegant clothes, he sends him back to Pilate. And the text even tells us that they became friends that day. And then, even after Jesus was declared innocent three times, he is condemned to death. Meanwhile, Pilate let a known murderer go free because that's what the people asked for. Pilate wanted to release Jesus, but the crowd kept shouting, crucify him, crucify him. Perhaps some of the crowd that day could have been some of the same crowd that was there just a week ago saying, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Change after change, change of scenery, change of hands, change of hearts, change of minds. It's all there. And yet, 
There's a something in the story that doesn't change. Jesus' journey to the cross. Jesus doesn't change and his purpose never changes. His love for us is constant. And thankfully, it's not based on our behavior. At every turn, the sinful nature of humankind was revealed. And the disciples and Peter and Pilate and Herod and Judas, they were unworthy. We are unworthy. Yet he continued when he could have walked away. When Jesus went to pray on the Mount of Olives, it was outside the city walls in Jerusalem, and it was in the middle of the night. There were no big city lights to illuminate anything. It was dark. When his disciples fell asleep, he could have easily walked away out into the darkness, never to be seen again. But he didn't. He stayed and he prayed and he waited for them to come get him because he loves us and he knew what had to be done. During the trials, he never rebuked. He never rebelled. Like a lamb, he was led to the slaughter. Like a sheep that was before its shearers is mute. So he opened not his mouth. Jesus was mocked, scorned, and spit on. He was despised, and he was rejected. Even before they nailed him to the cross, he was so badly beaten and marred, you could hardly recognize his face. He willingly endured the agony and shame of the cross for our redemption. By his death on the cross, we have been redeemed. As our prayer book says, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that made us whole. And with his stripes, we are healed. Jesus' death on the cross changed the world. All that we have, our shame, our brokenness, our pride, our sin, our grief, our sorrows. He took it all to the cross to redeem us, to save us. Y'all, we Episcopalians can say that we are saved. Jesus did it for us, what we could not do for ourselves. Because he loves us, he died for us, And he saved us from our sins. Thanks be to God, we know what's coming. We know that Easter is coming. So hang on tight. But let Jesus change you by taking the pilgrimage this week from today to the upper room on Thursday to praying Thursday night on the Mount of Olives with Jesus to his death on the cross on Friday, and then wait while his body lays in the tomb so that on Saturday we can all experience his glorious resurrection, or on Sunday we can all experience his glorious resurrection next Easter Sunday. 
Please pray with me. Almighty God, whose most dear son went not up to joy, but first he suffered pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen.